Tales of the Free Cities, Season 2, The Free Cities Draft. Episode 3, Football Legend. Daylight crept into the room through the pale glass pane, highlighting motes of dust that drifted through the air. Bedsheets kicked to the floor, Amber lolled contentedly on her cot, savouring the summer sun's warmth on her bare legs. She didn't need to look in Edge's direction to know her roommate was asleep still. This early, she'd doubtless be the only soul awake throughout the entire academy, a fact which lent the air a rather romantic feeling. Amber smiled. She loved it up here. An old attic converted into a dormitory room, it both shielded them from the noise on the lower floors and afforded them the greatest view. She knew the vista beyond the window all too well, having spent hours staring across the peaceful scene. Immediately below, the grounds would be bathed in the sun, the drab colours brought to life by an overlay of gold. Beyond that stood the sprawling forest, an impenetrable curtain of trees painted brilliant hues of green. Finally, the tallest city towers shimmered in the distance, barely visible even in the light. It broke her heart in equal measure as it did catch it. More than anything, she wished to see the scene in the grip of a winter's day, the colours become pristine white, jagged ice trailing from the boughs of each tree. That, of course, was impossible. By the time the first snows fell, she would be long gone. Amber sighed softly, breaking the stillness. What a difference a week made. She had finally calmed from the emotional turmoil of the last few days, hard work and the praise of the taciturn Gilbore scouts providing her with plenty else to focus on. Her memories of Tapper and arguing with her mother continued to fade, dragging her insecurity with them. Before, she'd been terrified she wouldn't be good enough to qualify for the draft. Now, she almost didn't want to be, so she could stay here forever. She'd confessed this to Edge after a skinful of wine on an empty stomach. The older girl had offered a knowing smile in return. Going to live like a dainty princess with Prince Charming, are you? Edge made soft eyes in Lane's direction. You're so dreamy, my liege, and my bird is so lonely. Half laughing, half furious, Amber pounced on her friend before she could finish. Amber smiled to remember it now. Although she suspected just about everyone knew how infatuated she had become with Lane, she still had no idea how he felt about her. He was always so distant, laid back, and relaxed no matter who he was with. Amber had seen at least three guild officials make the time to speak to him after practice, a butcher and a farmer, both easily recognisable from their clothes, as well as a woman she suspected was a mortician. Their presence never seemed to faze him. He wasn't alone. They were all getting more attention now. The weeks were flying by, the Free City's draft drawing closer with each passing day, and not a single rookie hadn't been courted by at least one of the guilds. Gaffer had offered her a knowing look and suggested both the farmers and the brewers were interested in her, although the latter she dismissed as completely absurd. How he might have known was beyond her. He and the Gilball scouts had known each other in previous times, which might have been it. Or he might just have been trying to make her feel better when news broke out Knuckles had gained the favour of no less than seven different teams. Gaffer was the unofficial father of the group, far older than the others. He'd been a pundit for years, his knowledge of the game staggering. 
He'd even put in time as an assistant coach in the past. Amber had been surprised to learn that even with so much involvement in Guildball, Gaffer had only two professional matches under his belt as a player, both ten years prior in his youth. Regardless, it didn't stop him talking like a seasoned pro, at least how he imagined one would talk. He always made a point of being first with advice or a knowing nod when someone complained, and either begun or ended every other sentence with kid. For a short while, Nomad had them all laughing with impressions of Gaffer, when the old man wasn't around, his accent and voice near perfect. He typically replaced a word with something lewd for comedic effect. Amber laughed with the rest, but couldn't resist pangs of guilt at the same time. Gaffer really was a nice man. He just tried so hard he became an easy target. Fortunately, Edge was having none of it. One evening she dragged Nomad away for a scolding vicious enough to redden the ears of anyone in earshot. The Gaffer impersonations were never heard again after that. Edge stirred opposite, doubtless disturbed by Amber's chuckling. She decided to get up and begin the day proper. Laying around in bed with the early morning sun felt like bliss, but wasn't going to achieve much after all. Much to her surprise, the sound of voices drifted from below as she descended the staircase. Her curiosity peaked, and trod lightly so not as to disturb their owners. She wasn't above shamelessly eavesdropping. The lighter, female voice she immediately picked out as belonging to Kami, the excitable Numenasi girl. The other, she didn't recognise at all. Undoubtedly male, the tone betrayed an older veteran seasoned by years on the pitch. The conversation was too muffled to understand, taking place behind a door barely left ajar in the main hallway, and Amber hissed in conflicted frustration. On the one hand, she wanted to respect Kami's privacy. On the other, her mind was racing as to the identity of the mysterious figure. Eventually, the former impulse won out, and she sat on top a step halfway down the grand staircase, legs folded underneath her. She didn't have long to wait, with a creak, the door opened fully, and Mallet unexpectedly strode into the hall. Unable to hide herself quickly enough, Amber suddenly found herself staring him in the eye, the mason's face split by a wide smile. Amber didn't consider herself easily starstruck. She'd grown up a favourite daughter of the Brewers' Guild, spending many an afternoon perched on a stool in the drunken seamstress. She'd even stepped out onto the pitch against some of the greats in her all-too-brief stint on the Brewers' side. Unlike the other rookies, she had actual experience. Even so, she was lost for words. She'd never looked twice at the Mason's Guild, but Mallet's appearance was so unexpected, it took her completely by surprise. Eyes wide and set into a fool's stare, she could only murmur as he excused himself, with an amused wave, and continued towards the main entrance. Mallet? Here? That was one step beyond anything she'd seen yet and a world apart from the daydreaming she'd been guilty of upstairs. The second the oak door slammed shut behind the venerable mason, Amber rushed to Cammy, head full of questions. They sat down in the kitchens, excitedly chattering like girls half their age. Neither could stomach breakfast. The thrill of the veteran's appearance had been far too great. Now a football legend had been amongst them, the Free City's draft had suddenly become even more real. Elevated from a vague promise 
to something unbelievably tangible. Amber found butterflies in her belly as she listened to Camille recall every last detail of the meeting, from Mallet's unexpected arrival to their final parting words. Of all the women in the academy, Camille was probably the one Amber liked talking to the most. Amber adored Edge, but she was ever careful with her words and emotions, showing little of the enthusiasm which typically gripped her peers. By comparison, Camille was unwaveringly upbeat and never lost for words, wearing her passions quite openly. She reminded Amber of her friends from before, and having someone she could listen to without second-guessing every word was a huge relief. That said, she wasn't completely without her quirks. Amber had never known anyone who loved clothes as much as Cammy. Unlike the others, who typically whiled away the evening hours drinking or playing games, the young woman laboured over hand-me-downs until her fingers bled. Come morning, she'd nearly always emerge in a garish explosion of colours and styles an image entirely out of place with the deadly seriousness cast by the pistols at her belt. Today, Camille wore a pair of frayed and oversized dungarees, bright patches covering threadbare stitching, coupled with a collarless shirt she dyed orange and painted with delicate flowers. The dungaree bottom swung around her ankles, spare threads tickling bare flesh. In the early days, Amber might have asked Camille about her strange choices. Now, she barely raised an eyebrow. The girl wasn't hurting anyone, and every so often she'd managed to come up with something which looked incredible. Today, sadly, was not one of those days. But it didn't matter. Cammy didn't just have the interest of the Masons Guild. They had sent one of their veteran players to meet with her. Amber would have been lying if she pretended not to be jealous, and she felt a hint of doubt and despair beginning to rise. This morning she'd awoken feeling positive that her recent efforts had caught her up, and now she found the goal had leapt away once more. Cammy banished her concern with typical enthusiasm. Don't worry, Amber. Your turn will come soon enough. You just haven't been here as long as the rest of us, that's all. Amber offered a grin back. Cammy was right. She was being hopelessly self-centred if she expected to walk in and be the most popular player at the academy. Especially when compared to the likes of Cammy a player who possessed something entirely unique to each of the others. Their conversation stopped as floorboards creaked overhead, the others beginning to stir. Come on, let's go tell everyone. Cammy grabbed Amber's hand and dragged her along before she could voice the slightest opposition. Several days later, Amber found herself back in her room, unable to sleep and ruminating in the moonlight. The last few days had passed in just as much of a blur as the previous weeks had. Each day the rookies emerge closer to the break of dawn than the day before, and begin an increasingly punishing regime, Champ and Gaffer urging them on whenever they looked to falter. No matter the sides, their games became quicker and more practised, nearly always affording them enough time to fit in extra drills to finish out the day. The scouts were ever-present now. Eyes constantly roving from player to player from the side of the pitch. Other guild officials had begun to join them, huddled together like conversing birds on a rooftop, their fingers pointed and heads nodded sagely whenever a goal was scored or a takeout left someone dazed. Even though their commentary was inaudible from the pitch, their presence was a constant reminder of what was at stake, pushing each rookie harder than ever. 
However heightened the tension in the air, the companionship they all shared flourished. Come evening they gathered without fail at the fire, singing or telling stories over shared wineskins, until sleep threatened to claim them. Amber had even struck a firm friendship with Champ, embracing a camaraderie she wasn't sure she'd ever known, not even amongst her kin in the Brewers. Of late, that particular worry had been a constant voice in her head, a tiny sliver of doubt which usually stole her thoughts in quiet moments like this. Amber realised she'd always been far too nervous around the other Brewers. Ever hesitant and afraid to embarrass herself, most days she'd wasted waiting for some event or another, looking to the more experienced members of the crew for activity. Here, though, the rookies seized the moment and ran with it, no matter what they did. It was exhilarating, but more enthralling because she belonged as an equal. It hadn't been an easy conclusion to reach. Seeing the truth had meant turning a critical eye on her previous life, even breaking with her convictions in some ways. But since accepting it, she had stopped scratching absent-mindedly at where the cut had sat. Amber wondered if Friday ever shared the same feeling. The Brewers' Guild was a crew built around the Grand Brewer, doubtless why Amber had never fit in. Too many barriers. Age, inexperience, a lack of shared struggles. Was it possible her one-time mentor had found a way to bridge that gap? Amber wished Friday well, but had by now learned her own truth. Sometimes you had to be part of your own crew, and not someone else's. She was broken from her thoughts by a quiet knock at the door. Amber glanced over at Edge, who remained unmoving in the silvery light, then slid from her cot and padded across the room. Lane awaited in the corridor, a messy flop of hair hiding most of his face in shadow. He smiled as she opened the door, a gesture she felt herself returning. Inwardly, her mind raced, partially terrified. She likely looked a mess from her bed, and found one hand patting down the side of her head, flattening her hair. Hey, Amberlass, I was uh, wondering if you'd like to take a walk with me, you know, maybe around the pitch. His voice had never sounded so otherworldly or musical to her ears. It's a pretty nice night, you know. Amber's heart leapt. Nodding in as composed a manner as she could, she squeaked a reply, then dashed back into her room. Her hurried efforts to dress for the occasion apparently disturbed Edge, who launched a boot in her direction. What's wrong with you? Is the bloody building on fire? Lane's here! Amber hissed, afraid he might hear through the door. Whatever. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Amber felt her cheeks redden. I don't know what you mean. Edge sat up, leaning on one elbow. I mean it, Amber. He leaves me worried about him every time we speak. I don't think he'll do anything to you. Just be careful what you're getting yourself into, girl. There are some things best left as bittersweet dreams of what might have been. Amber nodded through her excitement, heart beating fast enough to burst. She'd worry about Edge's words later. Not now. She rushed across the floor, kicking up dust with her boots. Lane waited beyond the threshold where she'd left him. His grin grew wider and he offered her a slender hand in her direction. Shall we go? The Free Cities Draft was written by Sherwin Matthews and is the sole property of Steamforge Games Limited. It is reproduced here with their kind permission and their continued support. <laughs>